Because your pods are pretty clear. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field. Uh, really gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Now, our very special guest and featured titan for today, I'm super excited, Matt Gajay, aka Matt the Mortgage Guy. Matt, thanks so much for taking the time. It's an honor to have you. Thanks for having me, Greg. I'm excited to be on. I'm, I'm, I'm excited that somebody considers me a titan. Oh, you're there, my friend. You'll be official <laughs> when we're all done, 100%. There's no right, doubt. Uh, you know, it's Do I get just, a crown or anything? You know, one of, one of the featured titans uh, past had a little trophy, and it was a participation mm -hmm. trophy, which I thought was kind of fun. Uh, that but, is funny. But, but you'll have the title internally, Matt. That's the yeah, most I'll important thing. Yeah, I'll let people thing, know. So yeah, that's for it. sure. But uh, I'm super excited just to really share your story, who you are, what drives and motivates you, Matt, but really how you grew and scale your business and so many takeaways, you know, from the mortgage side, I think that's crucially important. You being, you know, top 1% and really growing and scaling in what I consider a short period of time. Um, it obviously speaks volumes about you as a man and a professional. So if you're ready, Matt, I just want to dive in and start going. Yeah, I don't have to get ready. I, I stay ready. All right. Love, <laughs> so, uh, love the enthusiasm. So yeah, where, where do you want to start? You want well, to start from the very beginning, born, let, raised, all that stuff? Yes. I want you to tell everybody just a little bit about yourself. Okay. So, so a quick snapshot, born and raised Sacramento, California. And I actually still live in the same neighborhood I grew up in, wow. which is cool on a ton of levels. Yep. When your kids go to the same elementary school you go to, they're at the same uh, little league that you played in and all that stuff. It's, it's kind of cool. And then you have buddies you grew up in and their kids are playing baseball with your kids you know and at that same elementary school that you went to Love some it. of the same teachers even um so wow. still still in that same neighborhood and um went to public schools in sacramento and then went okay. to um cal state university sacramento to get my my finance and spanish degrees Love it. while i was there i did a little bit of study abroad did australia for a semester um, studied Mexico for three semesters. Wow. So I think what happened was, is that, you know, as much as I wanted to go away to college, I ended up staying in Sacramento. And so once I, I, you know, got two or three years of university under my belt, I thought to myself, well, gosh, I should have gone away. And the, the chance to still do that was to do some of the study abroad stuff. So sure. um, cool experiences with, with that. And anybody who, you know, may or may might not be listening, they're personally thinking about it or they have kids that are thinking about studying abroad, you have to do it. It's, it. it's such a cool experience. And uh, in, in California, at least, you pay your same tuition and you get all the same grants and financial aid you get at your home university to go study at some of the best universities around the world. Wow. Um, that's, a, that's a whole another thing, but um, yeah. had, had really cool experiences there. Then when I got done with, with school, of course, I've got a finance degree. I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. Got all this business, you know, brain type of stuff but you know what best laid plans don't always work out <laughs> I, I ended up probably falling into what would be nine years of managing a poker room wow. and so um okay. you know i think my people skills helped me there and it really was a fun job that i enjoyed mm -hmm. quite a bit and you know coming out of of school an entry-level finance job wasn't going to pay as much or be nearly as much fun as managing a poker room. And I don't know, you know, how much of the audience is familiar with the 03, 04, 05, you know, those who, who are in or around poker, it, mm -hmm. there was like a poker boom. 
wow. a guy named Chris Moneymaker won the main event um, in Vegas. And he was just, you know, a Joe Schmo that had won a seat online. And so this like sparked a poker boom. So poker was, hmm. was super popular. The funny part looking back is all the real estate people that I'm around now that were doing really well in what was also a real estate boom mm-hmm. were patrons of mine. And they were wow. coming in and they were drinking and gambling and throwing all that money around they were making during, during the real estate boom. But I did that for nine years. Okay. And then I realized I wasn't going to do that for the rest of my life. Hmm. And, you know, my skill set and, and what I enjoyed and liked was finance based. And so I thought maybe a job in, in finance would, would be uh, a step. Went and worked for the state of California. Okay. And I've got to say this, probably a third of my clients in my mortgage business are state workers. So I'm not talking down on state workers. Not at all. It just wasn't for me. Right. And so I, I was thinking about this the other day because I've talked about my transition from the state to mortgage, but I've, I haven't in, in the last six years really thought about that moment as much as I was just reflecting on it like the other day. And so June of 2013, I had just, we had just had our second kid and, um, lovely supportive wife who I'll give plenty of love to throughout the show. Cause she's oh, yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, knew that I wasn't happy where I was at and that, you know, my entrepreneurial spirit and something else was calling, I think was what was happening at the state. And I was, I was stuck doing finance and I was good at it, but you know, it wasn't fulfilling me. And so being the the sole breadwinner in the house and having two small kids, four, and then my second son was only three months old. Wow. uh, It was important that I had stable income and we had health coverage for the kids. Sure. But I just, I was going out of my mind Hmm. and June 13th, 2013, I have the letter, the resignation letter. Wow. And, and for, a, for a number of reasons, it was, it's cool to look back on. One of them being the huge leap from literally as stable as you can get income at the right. state. For sure. Benefits to 100% commission. Nothing's mm. guaranteed. Like that, that's a huge leap. And so kudos to my wife who kind of pushed me all the doubt I had about like, I don't know, maybe I should, you know, stick this out for another year. She knew deep down that it just wasn't for me and I wasn't happy. And she uh-huh. just said, do it. We'll be fine. I know we'll be okay. And so Huge. in, in 2013 was when I took that leap. And now looking back on my mortgage business, remembering as I was training up in mortgage and getting started, I had to go back to that card room and say, Hey, hmm. I know being a huge optimist, I still know brand new in mortgage. I'm not going to create a ton of income these first three to six months as I'm getting licensed, learning it. So I had to work two or three nights a week at the card room, okay, going back smart. to managing that a few nights a week. Um, so I've got, I've got buddies around the office that joke because they remember mm-hmm. when it was 60 to 80, sorry about that. Oh, you're good. 60 to 80 hours a week in the mortgage business. Cause I was hungry and I wanted to succeed also working at night. So what I would do was the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, when I worked the card room, work all day mortgage, all night, swing shift in the poker room. I'd come home at two in the morning, get four hours of sleep, and then back up my, wow. I guess my oldest was four and a half or so. And okay. he asked one day, he said, he said, uh, daddy, do you sleep at work? 
because he didn't know I'm coming home at 2 a.m. and then leaving again at 5, um, which I think later in life, you know, he's going to appreciate the sacrifices that were made, you know, and uh, so, um, so, so that was, that was the transition. I wanted to dig into that story a little bit because I thought about it recently. I thought about how, how cool that is. So a huge leap into mortgage, hundred percent commission, but I knew deep down, I think my wife did. And that's why she pushed me. I'm not afraid of hard work. I've never been afraid of hard work. Kudos to my dad who drove an 18 wheeler Hmm. for 20 plus years with over a million miles, accident free, ticket free, never missed a day of work. And he's proud of that. I can Mm -hmm. tell you that you're not affecting anyone else as a truck driver when you're sick. My dad went to work so sick, Hmm. but was so, I don't know if it was stubbornness or work ethic or what you want to call it, but he just wanted to have perfect tenants. Sure. And so until that company moved, he did not miss a single day. Wow. He had, you know, hospitalization for a bleeding ulcer, which was on his day off and was back in his truck the next day. Uh, and, wow. you know, you get sick in 20 years. So he was sick. Yeah. But um, anyhow, that's that's the transition into mortgage. And I think by the summer of 14, I had officially cut the boats and said, you know, I don't need to work the part time job. I can do this. I know okay. I can. And you know, here we are five years later, hmm. um, huge success, have three or four people on my team. And, you know, success is measured in a bunch of different ways. You sure. can look at transactions and loan volume, but I also look at, you know, how I've been able to create through a bunch of hard work and coaching hmm. some life balance where success is being at every jujitsu practice, being able to help coach the kids basketball team, being at all the little league baseball games. And also having to have you know working out and, and um really uh oh are we frozen on Facebook I think we I think we come did on for, I think we did for a second I think we did for a second I think you might be back though. Matt, did I lose you? Matt, you there? I think I think yes, I got you. Yes, sir. Okay, I got yeah. you. I got you back. I got you back. No, this is totally good. So we're we're <laughs> okay, still. Okay, so we did. We, we, we didn't even kick us off. No, 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 no. It's 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 all good. <laughs> Technology, everybody. This is why it's live stream. So, but Matt, I want I yeah. want to uh, put you back on track to where you were at. So. Um, really obviously huge examples from, you know, your, your upbringing through your father and obviously huge support and inspiration through your wife and everything that's going on and and you making that leap of faith and transition, I think is absolutely beautiful. Um, so you really left off when, when you got into the business and I guess I want to, I want to talk to you about why the mortgage industry, because I know you crested on finance, things like that, but why that? And then where you're at to today, I guess. Okay. Um, I think the the transition was me working in something that wasn't fulfilling and I wasn't really satisfied where I was at. Sure. And I had enough friends and people in my network. That was one thing about working in the card room was I had, you know, plumbers, priests, you know, accountants, judges, everybody came in and, you know, came together around a poker table. So I had this huge network and, and that included mortgage folks, real estate folks, and you know, even friends of mine from high school and whatnot mm-hmm. were in the mortgage space and they were either 
in it and had been in it or were getting back into it after they had left it, you know, in 08, 09 when it crashed and just said, hey, listen, you know, I'm going to start a branch of a mortgage business. You should think about doing that. You'd be really good at it. And, you know, no ego involved here, but like, I'm good with people. Sure. I am, have always been a math nerd and always mm -hmm. have enjoyed math and numbers and finance. You know, I got the degree in finance just because it was what I was good at. I mean, sure. I got A's in school. I got to do math with the second graders when I was in first grade. And so, mm -hmm. so my skill sets matched what mortgage, you know, origination on, on a certain level required. Right. And, um, you, you know, looking back on it today, and, and I really like believe this when I say it, like I was built for mortgage mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying doing it because this is, I mean, this is what I was built to do. And, you know, it's exciting to talk about. And, um, you know, you think about all the things that happen in life where it's like, could have gone this way or that way. Like, I'm right. so grateful. This is a great week, Thanksgiving week, to talk about gratitude. Yeah. I'm so grateful that I decided to when I did. And, you know, I really feel like you know, I, I'm, I'm good at it. I'm adding value. And so okay. when I'm working with people and I'm telling agents or CPAs or financial advisors to send me business and we're going to do a good job. I feel like I, I, I believe that like sure. I, as much as I possibly can. I'm like, we really do a good job. I enjoy mm -hmm. doing this. I'm getting better at it every day. Send me your business. That, that certainly helps. Uh, I love that. I, I agree with you, Matt, hundred percent. And anybody who's watching or listening to this right now, they can, they can feel, or hopefully you can feel or hear the energy that's coming out of you, the positivity, and you wouldn't have hit the notes that you've already done and the percentile that you're in right now, Matt, without that hard work, determination, work ethic, and character that, that really is coming out of you and pouring out of you through the industry as, as a top professional. And, and I want to shift gears to the next question, because I think this is going to give people a little bit more background information into who you are, and, and more importantly, why you do what you do. So the, the next question is, what's, what's your why, Matt? What motivates you? What drives you? What gets you excited every day and out of bed to do what you do to the level you do it at? I think this is probably a pretty common answer to the why, but it's, it's, it's really family. Huge. And when I think about you know, what really feeds me and, and what really gives me a sense of why is is immediate family, my wife and my two boys. Okay. Because as much as, you know, I think about legacy sometimes, you, you know, <laughs> certain times this week more than any week, I think with, with Thanksgiving coming up and thinking about things we're grateful for, I think about, you know, as my business grows, building a legacy and being remembered as, you know, a guy who was a man of his word and all that stuff. That matters to me, but not nearly as much as, what my wife thinks about me mm -hmm. and what my boys, you know, if, if I can emulate something that they're proud of and, you know, they become good men, then it'll all be worth it. Wow. And I think that that's something that, you know, has, has really impacted how I've not only done business, but how I've lived is, you know, you can tell your kids, you know, do this, do that. This is good. This is bad. They don't, hear most of that they emulate what you do mm -hmm. and i i think that i've seen little examples of that that really light me up when you know having them in kids clubs at gyms since they were six months old mm -hmm. they've been around people that care about health and fitness sure that's good for them you know right. and being around my mortgage business other you know like-minded professionals that are family oriented driven 
that's good stuff for them to be around. Hmm. And I mean, that stuff excites me as much as, you know, business stuff I'll get fired up about because I like that. Right. Um, family stuff will fire me up even more. Wow. And to me, Matt, I, I, I know you say that that's kind of a common answer to that particular question, but to me, in my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people who are watching and listening to this, they would agree there's nothing more important than family. And the things that you said to set that example for your, your children and make sure that your wife is proud of you um, as well and in that stent, you being able to make that happen is mean you're doing everything right by the community, right by the industry and right by your clients. Because if you weren't doing all that, then your family wouldn't know, they wouldn't be proud. And, and the whole thing kind of works as one. So I find right. that to be a beautiful why. And obviously, again, you wouldn't have hit the notes that you've already hit if that wasn't true. And the people who know, love and respect you with your reputation, which is impeccable, um, it's already there, Matt. So I think that that's a, it's a really good window into that. And I know that <laughs> different whys and they adjust, but I do want to shift gears onto this particular question. And this is a crowd pleaser. Um, yeah. A lot of the viewers and subscribers of this particular series, they want to know what the Titans have done or are doing to grow and scale their business. And th there's, there's so much that you have to bring to the table, Matt, with knowledge and information and, and just understanding of the industry and growing and scaling. But if you could look back at your business thus far, and pick or choose one or two things you added to your business or adjusted that took it from one level to the next. What's that look like for you? What advice would you give entrepreneurs, loan officers, real estate professionals, anything? Yeah, because I think it works for all of them. And so I want you to help me stay on track. I've got for two sure. different answers for this. Love and so, so, so keep me on track. I'm here. I'm here for you. Because <laughs> the second one, I don't want to forget about it, is, is okay. the scaling piece, which I've okay. done a lot more of the last 18 months and I feel like I have value to add on, on what I've done on that. But okay. first, I think what I did from the very beginning, which really helped me and is continuing to help me today, mm -hmm. is looked at things long-term and done a lot of things that are value add to anybody who's in my network, a potential re referral partner, a potential client, without you know, looking for immediate business. Mm -hmm. I knew at the time when you do the right thing, good things happen, right. but it's really, it's, it's really hard. I think it's especially hard when somebody's brand new to be like, well, gosh, you know, I'm only doing one loan a month. I really need that second loan. I really need that third loan. They want to know what they can do now to get a loan in December or get a loan in January for real estate mm -hmm. agents it's a closing. And you know, for somebody who's selling insurance, it's insurance policies. So mm -hmm. whatever the thing is, as much as the short-term ROI activities are appealing because you can see what it's returning, what I think has really helped me go from brand new to 150 transactions for 50 million this year mm, awesome. is just a wide net of value. Mm -hmm. YouTube channel that's providing education to anybody who wants to listen. There's never a pitch. There's no ulterior motive. Here's mortgage education, stuff that the, the consumer should know, good information for the real estate agent, good information for everybody, you know, right. that and, you know, speaking at the real estate association, you know, doing a bunch of different things that don't reap immediate re re reward mm -hmm. has, has helped me. And of course, you know, there's going to be Bing ads and Google ads and some Facebook stuff, other stuff that that brings in business. But if right. you're truly looking to make a career out of anything, you want to go wide with value add, mm -hmm. 
Hmm. Because it's got, for me, the YouTube channel, which is a good example of adding value and doing something educational that doesn't have an immediate reward. Mm -hmm. Not only over time does it help build credibility and brand recognition. You know, I can go into a meeting I've never been to for a realtor association that might be, you know, one town over. And it's like, I've seen you somewhere. Oh, where do I know you? Oh, Matt, the mortgage guy. And that's invaluable. But also if you're making four, five, six, eight videos a month, whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. you're looking at the new loan limits that are coming out in 2020. I'm going to sit and I'm going to read for 45 minutes. And before I get in front of a camera, I'm going to practice. And I go, okay, in 2020, (laughs) the new conventional loan limit is going to be five, 10, 400. I think that's it coming out. I just, I just saw the bulletin like 45 minutes ago. I know there's a video, right? And so I'm getting better. I'm sharpening my craft. And so there's value there. Right. And it's not like immediate value, but I know every time I talk to a real estate agent, I talk to, you know, somebody who could potentially refer clients, man, this guy, Matt knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. I've only been doing it five and a half years, but every single day I'm doing stuff like that. I'm getting better. Mm-hmm. My, my brand recognition is getting broader and wider and more people are knowing because I'm doing all that stuff. It's not, you know, click now to get pre-approved. And then right. I do a loan. It's, and so, so I think that that's, that's one piece of it. And one piece of advice that I think, you know, if you looked at my business and what I've done, that's something that, that I really feel was a win or, or a home run as far as businesses go. And then the second half of that, I didn't want to forget because scaling Yep. in, yeah, in the last two years, I got to give a shout out to my buddy, Matty Atchkinson. I reached out to this guy who does coaching, does real estate investing, does a bunch of stuff. And he was in the real estate space when I reached out to him. And I said, Hey, listen, I know you're not in mortgage. A lot of mortgage guys hire mortgage coaches. Mm -hmm. I I need a scaling coach. I need someone to help me because when you're doing anything for me, it's mortgage and for other folks, it's, it's different. You know, it's, it's real estate transactions. You can only do so much one person. And not only that, I'm not good at all of it. I'm not good at some of, you know, some of the mechanics and some people will be like, that's not your highest and best use. But also what I've learned is it's not just that it's the most efficient business has me doing the stuff I'm really good at, really efficient at Mm -hmm. other people. You know, I was lucky in 2018 to run across a rock star Hmm. mechanics person who's, you know, my partner for all intents and purposes who runs the production side of the team, all the organizational stuff that I'm terrible at. And when I say terrible, I mean, I'll admit it. I'm not good at everything. Sure, I'm good at shaking hands and making videos and, and talking people through scenarios, look at amortization schedules, all the math nerd stuff I like. But when it comes to like, here's an automated email that goes out to everybody and here's Mm -hmm. the next step. And, you know, we move, this person from, you know, submitted to, you know, appraisal ordered, that kind of stuff. I'm just not good at. So, you know, shout out to Laura. She's amazing. And so back to my, my point though, was, Mm -hmm. was the scaling piece that Maddie was, was able to help me with. I think a lot of people struggle at this point where they've got to a certain amount. And what I've learned through talking to other loan officers Mm -hmm. and 
you know, they're afraid to give up control. Like, you know, if somebody else is reaching out to my clients and chasing the bank statements and chasing this, you know, then my brand gets watered down and people really want to work with me. And I've got the relationship with, with Betty Joe, the realtor, and mm-hmm. she really wants to hear from me. They don't. And I've learned that through putting peace in place where if you're referred to Matt, the mortgage guy and team, you're going to have an outstanding experience, a better experience than if I touched every single part. Right. Well and, 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 and after 18 months of really refining that and, and daily getting better at it, I now believe it to where I say it, mm-hmm. you know, you can hear that. I believe that. Sure. And, and so, um, you know, that, that scaling piece is really important. And the, one of the biggest things I've done, I wasn't good at okay. is systems. And so right. I think that, you know, back to the coaching from Maddie A, he's really nailed in. Like you have to have systems. Somebody said it really well recently in something I was watching where they said, um, something like ground. And uh, we're frozen again. I think intermission. Yeah, I, I think it just froze. You're kicking me off here. Come on, internet. <laughs> Technical difficulties, everybody. Please uh, stay tuned. I think Matt's going to try to get right back on. Oh, we yep. back. Back on, back on. See, we, we got the system down, Matt. We got the system. This is perfect. This is perfect. Okay, so speaking I took like of, an intermission to have some <laughs> well, juice. Speaking of systems, continue because you were talking about systems directly. Okay. Yeah. So uh, apologies. I don't know. I, I think our internet, you know, I, I, I don't have my iPad hardwired, but, you know. It's this, tough. It's a perfect example of any business. There's always going to be problems. You got to work through it. The show, the, the show will go on though, Matt. The important the thing is the, the content is rich. You're really bringing it. And, and to <laughs> me, to me, I just want to kind of recap everybody if, if they got cut off and kind of gone through. So what I really enjoy the fact of the matter is what you're, you're talking about is obviously looking at it from the standpoint of, you know, bringing on that coach. I, I love the fact that you looked at it and not just internal to the mortgage industry, but really to build systems and scaling and understanding that. And being able to set yourself free of every, touching every single part of the transaction because we can only be in so many places physically. And every top producer that I've interviewed and discussed and had deep conversations about their business with, that's really where it starts to skyrocket. They see that hockey stick effect when they're able to let go, focus on the things that they are truly, truly good at, as you said, but then put the pieces of the puzzle together so it's a, a big, big opportunity. And if you do it the right way, all of your staff and everybody who's with you is an extension of Matt, right? So they're not, they're not suffering because they're not touching you. Like you said, everybody's getting the same service just as if they're working with you or they're not. So I think that that's huge advice going through, but something I want to dig a little bit deeper into you with that, Matt, for everybody out there is when did you know it was the right time to bring that coach on into your life and when did you kind of feel comfortable to say okay it's time for me to let go because there's only so much I can do I think you know a lot of business change happens when there's pain okay and and I've, I've heard it t- in a number of ways but you know after beating your head against the wall and realizing mm-hmm. like I don't enjoy this part of it man this part was really like taking up more of my time than it should that finally. I 
decided. And, you know, for, for me personally, I was in retail lending for about four years, the last year and a half I've been a broker. And so during that transition, I had a good opportunity to kind of restructure my business and kind of look at it from, from a bird's eye level and, and be a business owner. How do I want this to run? It coincided with meeting Laura and adding her to the team. And when I, when I was initially doing a bunch of the scaling, it was mid 2018, just me and Laura. And then okay. a processor doing the processing. Um, shout out to Dave. I'm sitting in his office today because he's right. got, he's got better Wi-Fi supposedly. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know, as we go on, as we go on. So, um, you know, I think, I think that's it. And I think people okay. have to get to the point where they, they try to hang on for so long. It's just like, mm-hmm. I want, I can't, I can do it all. I want to do it all. And to be completely honest, I know some people that still will do 10 loans a month and they're doing it all themselves. Wow. And it's possible if you're the right type of person that can be detail oriented and be the hunter who goes out and originates. Mm-hmm. But why, right. why would you want to do that? Um, because one, you can, find somebody who's really good at it and that's their thing. And, and, uh-huh. and, and they're doing that probably better than you. Sure. Even though people don't want to admit that, but then two, like you've got stuff outside of mortgage you enjoy. I would think, right. you know, family hobbies, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, working 89 hours a week is not sustainable. I don't think for it's anybody. Not. It's not. And, 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 and the people will make excuse after excuse, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always available. My phone's always on. I work 90 hours a week that's not something to be proud of. That mm. means you're inefficient. Right. And, you know, some people have to learn that the hard way. But, you know, I've realized that, like, I can lead a really balanced life, have a ton of systems in place, have a great team. None of us are going to break our backs and work more than 50 hours a week. You know, I might go a little bit over because I'm having so much fun. I enjoy sure. it. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's, it's through systems where you really scale where, you know, some months that I've had this year where I'm doing 21, 22 loans in a month, like would never be possible if I wasn't able to open my eyes up and say, okay, listen, I've got to have really clear systems in place. You get referred to us, you talk to Michelle and I got to shout out Michelle because I shouted out Laura and Michelle's really awesome too. You know, an extension of Matt, the mortgage guy. And she's another example of when you're, when you're looking to get pre-approved and you want to have a conversation she's better to talk to. She's going to be, she's going to hold your hand a little bit more than I do. Right. You know, sure. I might be super busy and I might care a lot about you, but I can't spend 19 minutes on the phone with you because I've got right. a really packed day. She's sure. going to, she's a fully licensed loan officer. It's going to mm-hmm. give you the time that you want and you deserve to really talk through your scenario, do a phone application. If you can't figure out our online application. And mm-hmm. so having those pieces in place, is really, really important. And I'll, I'll try to summarize it just to give yeah, people sure. who are listening sure. kind of s- some value add takeaways. That'd be great. Is, you know, scaling and not doing everything is, is huge. And, and anybody who's, who's had any amount of success will tell you you have to do that. Mm-hmm. And the systems part of it has been huge for me because as I've dialed into different systems and found really efficient ways of doing it, I realized like, wow, that just got a lot better for us, a lot mm. better for the client on their side, a lot better experience for the realtor referral partner, whoever's sending the deal over, like everybody wins. And we're spending two hours on that, um, th- those tasks versus 10, 
you know, right. and I'll give you a quick example. Sure. Um, a loan officer who I was talking to when I do a, I do a ton of loan officer on loan officer networking because mm-hmm. the best place to learn best practices in mortgage is from other loan officers. Agreed. You know, podcasts and, and, and videos and all that stuff is great, but I probably network as much with loan officers as I do with other folks. Right. And I never see them as competition because we're all, there's so much business to be had. Oh, um, but back to this little, you know, not a hack, but just mm-hmm. a piece of software that's been huge is he said, Hey, um, have you heard of Flowify? I'm using Flowify. Hmm. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. And essentially an online application that's easy to follow and, you know, send somebody the link. I had another one I was using that was kind of clunky and people had issues with it. Mm-hmm. I get feedback because I'm, you know, asking clients for like, what did you like? What'd you not like? It was clunky. So our, our system pre-Flowify was I would talk to somebody, get a feel for their scenario, kind of talk through what you're looking to purchase, what you're currently paying rent, kind of the goals and dreams combo. Right. And then here's, here's the online application. Here's the list of docs we need. Michelle on the pre-approval team will follow up with you. Any questions? Let her know. Let me know. We're happy to help. And what happened was, and where we found kind of a kink in the workflow was somebody sends in their 2018 W-2, one pay stub, and one month of bank statements. And then Michelle mm-hmm. says, hey, we need the 17 W-2s, we need the second month of bank statements, and we also need a copy of the divorce decree. And it goes back and forth. Michelle's spending a lot of time, energy, and effort right. um, where there was a system Flowify that they fill out the online app. Based on how they fill out the app, it creates a loan stream or loan flow, whatever the heck it's called. Hmm. Here's the docs we need. Use your same login you use for the application. Securely upload your docs. They upload five of the seven. It sends them a reminder. Thanks for sending that stuff in. Here's the two things we do need. Hmm. Imagine like if Michelle's got 97 people that she's talked in the last three months and she's chasing one doc here, one doc there. I mean, that's a full-time job in and of itself. Agreed. There's software for that. And so something like that, it's, it's super cool because it's one example where you just took, I don't know, 50 man hours a month hmm. of that tedious task out of the equation. Now Michelle can spend more time creating loan scenarios, doing other stuff that's adding value to clients. Wow. And so those, those little hacks are, are what, you know, me and my team and, and honestly, any high producing team is, is, is using these hacks in their, in their business. And mm-hmm. it's, it's a high tech match with high touch. Somebody said something like that somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just how business is done. 2019, mm-hmm. 2020 and beyond Agreed. all these technologies, you know, the average first time home buyer, it's a young whippersnapper like you 33 right. years old. That's right. Um, <laughs> you know, you're comfortable with the tech so I can send you the tech and you know, we, we can do that. And, um, it's getting more like that where I might call you and say, Hey, Greg, you know, hopes and dreams call, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to bring your documents into the office, you know, you can do that or you can just upload them to secure portal. And honestly, in my business, like nine out of 10 people, like give me the technology, let me interface with it. Right. And the value that you bring as a local loan officer is I'm not calling a call center in Detroit, Michigan. Mm-hmm. We can't get a hold of somebody. I can call and text you 
and get answers. But as far as like most of the process, we can automize that. And most people doing a mortgage nowadays, you know, are comfortable with that. People that aren't, I I got people that come to my office and sit down face to face and do it the old fashioned way. But that's, that's okay though. I mean, the point is, is that you have the opportunity for both. And I think the newer schools of thoughts and as, as time continues to go and more technologies involved through the transactions and securities there, that's where people are going. And you know, whether you're young or old, I think it's just ease of use. It's time is money. I'd rather be with my family. I'd rather be doing other things than, you know, spending time and working in these scenarios. If it can be done faster, easier, uh, more secure, that's where most people are going. And I think that, I think that you look at it in a beautiful way, Matt. And again, to just kind of close this particular portion out, um, you had mentioned obviously the systems and things along those lines. And I want to, I want to hopefully not throw you under the bus here, but if anybody has any questions or thought processes inside the business, (laughs) Matt is just barely scratching the surface of his knowledge, information and things. So please DM him, reach out to him on, you know, Facebook, be happy to help YouTube, anything along those lines and talking about YouTube. Um, we, I want to make sure that everybody knows that because you had mentioned about scaling and growing your business at the beginning and exposure short term, but also long term. Um, your YouTube channel is fantastic. So Matt, the mortgage guy um, on YouTube is, is monstrous amounts of information. So I'll have links in the comments down below so everybody can kind of connect with Matt and, and really engage that way. But um, I do want to shift gears on this particular series and go into the next question, Matt. And this is the tricky right. part. This one ends up being the challenge question. So I always lead into it with every Titan that we all have challenges personally or professionally in our lives, right? Whether it's the past now or into the future, no one's exempt, but I'm a firm believer. It's not so much what happens, but what we learn and how we respond and kind of take away and share that really truly matters. And that's not downplaying pain or, you know, hardships, but um, I think that's very important for everybody to know. So uh, if there's a challenge that you dealt with in your life, Matt, personally or professionally that you're willing to share with everybody that you overcame, came stronger because of it. What's that look like for you? Um, I'm going to, I'm going to say it in a, I, I'm just going to give an, a brief overview so okay, that yeah. I don't get too emotional. Um, sure, sure. But the, the, the gist of it is in, in 2011, you know, spiritually, financially, physically and, and monetarily bankrupt, right. like filed bankruptcy. Wow. Okay. Um, and, you know, um, bless my wife mm-hmm. for meeting a young, irresponsible idiot <laughs> in my twenties. And, you know, she's, she's a lot, she deserves a lot of the credit for mm. seeing me through what was a really dark period. Um, and you know, I can tell you that since October of 2011, Hmm. I've made healthy life choices when, and, and, um, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, not hide from that or run from that because Hmm. it's, it's really made me into who I am. Like when I wake up and I'm grateful for, you know, my health and my family and a Hmm. thriving business. Like I really feel that, you yeah. know, there's, there's times where I'll go on a run or something and I will, you know, like I'm doing right now, yeah. get choked up. Cause I'm, yeah. I'm that sincerely grateful just to be alive, wow. let alone a thriving business, two beautiful, healthy kids, 
a wife that loves and supports me and that has been there, you know, in my darkest days um, to to where things are today. So I think, you know, it's probably testament to, and 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 it comes up when I'm, you know, dealing with people, whether, you know, it's, you know, an industry partner or something else. I think it's helped me on a human level really connect with people because I'll talk to somebody who's, you know, going through a divorce or, you know, they got into financial trouble and they, and they've had to foreclose on a home and they're like, Hey Matt, you know, and they see Matt, the mortgage guy who's put together and a thriving business and everything's great. And they feel embarrassed to share with me that, you know, they've gone, they've, they've had a bankruptcy or, you know, they did six months in jail or, Mm -hmm. you know, they're going through a divorce and, you know, I can relate to that. I'm not that far removed from being, you know, broke, struggling, right. and, you know, really on, 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 a, on a total different path hmm. than what I am today. Right. And so, you know, I, I think what I would ultimately want to, you know, convey to anybody who's, you know, had any struggle at all is, you know, it's never too late to rewrite the end. And wow. I feel like in my case, you know, I'm writing the, the, the last chapters are going to be the best chapters. Yes. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a testament to like, look at, look at how drastically different my life is in, in really relatively short amount of time. Right. You know, because five years in business, eight years since my lowest point, like mm-hmm. it's not that long of a time. And, you know, there's people that, you know, might be 44 years old and they've made life choices where they're like, well, shit, you know, I screwed up. I wish I would have done this when I was 21. Well, you can't, you can't wish back 23 years, Mm -mm. but you can change 44 to 83. You can live the heck out of those next 39. And so, um, grateful for Mm. all of it, to be completely honest. I look back at, at deep, dark, you know, times in my life that are terrible and I'm grateful because now you know the grass is greener the sun is brighter mm. I appreciate the heck out of everything wow. I appreciate the heck out of the hardest loans that caused me the most grief hmm. because you know I, I might not have been here if it hadn't been for the love and support of my wife sure to even see this shit loan that's I've got to <laughs> drag through right. the mud for 43 <laughs> days you know so um that's that's that i'm pretty proud of myself for not getting too choked up because man i can i I tell you some sometimes i just i just let it go because it's um it's it's a real life you know story of you know somebody like me who who looks like he's got it all together bad choices and was in a really bad spot in life Mm. But Matt, I mean, and I'm, I want to thank you first and foremost for actually sharing that because it's not easy to do to air your stuff out in front of everybody, um, especially a live audience like this. But what I, what I want to really reiterate and everybody's feeling and, and seeing is the emotional tie behind that. You know, I could, I could feel that it's serious and it was a real time for you going through and that's very difficult. I can only imagine there's, there's been so many professionals sharing so many very personal things, but um, the takeaways from that to me and to my mind is the level of uh, understanding and empathy to others who have been through other hardships and time frames. So really connecting on another level with people. But then, as you said, really appreciating every aspect of your life and, and where you were to where you are now and where you continue to go. 
Um, you know, I'm a firm believer and some people argue it either way, but I don't think it really matters where you're from. It matters where you're going. And we all have a past. We all have things that we deal with in tough times and, and, and maybe we haven't even seen the worst of them yet. But the point is, is that your thought process of mentality, you said, look at this short period of time and how drastically different my life is. And to, to anybody out there who's watching or listening and going through anything like this or just a tough time, just know that look at, look at this professional like Matt, who has, has seen some really dark stuff and been through some really, really rough stuff, but had the support through his family and, and the, the positive mindset to just keep pushing and moving forward and, and look what you've accomplished. So it, it's never too late. And I, I think that that's a, a beautiful message for everybody to see and hear, Matt. So I just, I want to thank you again. Cause it's, it's I appreciate awesome. being able to share it, man. Yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah, awesome. I, it truly is. It truly is. So, but I want to go into this. We went through the hard stuff, right? So that was yeah. a tricky question. <laughs> we're, we're, done, yeah. <laughs> we're done with that. You, you, that was so good. Uh, but I want to go to a softer question. This actually is uh, one of my favorites. It's the travel back in time question. Now you had mentioned a little bit of this in your challenge portion you know, as far as traveling back in time, we can't do that and we can't change anything. And, and I think I'm a firm believer that everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly that we go through makes us who we are, as you already kind of uh, precursed to in your last, uh, you know, answer. But if you did have a time machine and you could go back at any time frame, any age range and give young Matt a piece of advice, whether it's personal, professional, would young Matt even listen to older Matt? But whether it was last year or 20 years ago, what would you say to your younger self? You know what? It's, it's, it's funny that you say it in the way you said it, because when you said, would young Matt even listen? Okay. And I think it's a great point because now I think back to like a, a time in my life where I think there was messages out there and there was, hey, Matt, you know, don't go down that path. You've got potential. And I, mm. and I honestly, I remember working for my, my buddy's dad who had okay. a tax service and I did some accounting work for him. And I like, I was always the math nerd. I was always good at that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was not a terrible kid, but I, I got in my fair share of trouble. Sure. And, you know, partied, had fun, you know, whatever you want to call it. All of us, I, Matt, I think, all of us though, right? I mean, right, right. And so, so I think that they're looking back and trying to, trying to like picture those times of being like 21, 22, 23. Mm-hmm. I had people saying, listen, like you're a really sharp young dude. Mm-hmm. Like get your stuff together. You could do some, some really good things. And I mm-hmm. think about like, what if the lights on 31 year old Matt who started really making good decisions, feeding himself with, with good positive stuff. Hmm. What if, what if I started that at 21, you know, and the 39 year old me was me at 29 because already right now I feel like I'm just getting started and I've got a ton of stuff left to do. Mm -hmm. But what if I had an extra 10 years and you know, that's what I would have told myself is, Hey, listen, like you can enjoy life. And you can have fun in other ways that don't involve substances. Sure. That don't involve, you know, making bad decisions that hurt other people. You know, things like that would probably be the stuff that I would reiterate to myself that that was told to me by other people. I just, I mean, I wasn't ready to listen. I think that that's one of the things when I, when I 
when I see other people, whether it's friends or family or whatnot, going through things, I realize that they've got to be ready to listen. Mm-hmm. You know, well I wasn't ready to listen to them. I wasn't ready to listen at 27 or 30. You know, at 31, it was rock bottom, like listen or die. Right. Then I was ready to listen. Sure. And so, um, you know, that, that would be what I would say to myself is like, I, I would, I would probably try to get myself around more people that were inspiring me right now where it's okay. like, man, this guy's living a fun, exciting, mm-hmm. cool life, doing really great stuff. And, you know, it's on a different level than like the short sighted, you know, 21 year old me probably just thought like, you know, I'm never getting old. I'm going to have fun while I'm young. And (laughs) like you said, probably most of us, you know, pretty much, pretty much. Right. You you, you, you can have responsible fun and you could also, you know, do a lot of cool stuff by, Mm -hmm. you know, doing it more the, you know, quote unquote, right way. Yeah. Well, and Matt, I, I, I love that answer to that particular question. And this question I really get excited about because we can't go back and change ourselves in the past, but we can make action now and have, you know, impact on the future. But there are so many people that are watching or listening to this right now or will be over the next several months. And they might hear your words or see what you're saying and it might hit them at the right place at the right time. And that's why that advice is beautiful, not just for yourself or myself, or young Matt, but everybody out there who's watching or listening, I think that's fantastic. It really is. Good yeah, stuff. no, I totally agree. And I think, you know, I've got, you know, cousins or, you know, family members of my wife's where I love talking to a 17 or a 19 or a 21 and saying, listen, dude, Mark, you a smart dude, mm-hmm. like take advice from somebody. Or, and, and, you know, if, if you look at it, like we were just talking about what my 21 year old self would have listened to like maybe it doesn't go through with everybody right if you can get through to one or two and something clicks then Mm. it'd be great you know avoid some of the the pain and chaos that 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 i went through i hear you man and and i think everybody would like to do that but again in a part of it it makes us who we are too so it's just it's something to think about and reflect on for everybody out there in their lives at their time frame and um, i think that's great so i do want to go to Another crowd pleases particular series, and we're almost wrapped up. We've got a couple questions left, but this one is the feeding of the mind question. So a lot of the viewers, subscribers, um, they want to know what the Titans are feeding their minds, how they're growing intellectually and in the thought process through uh, books you're reading or read, podcasts you're listening to, uh, influencers on social media. You already mentioned, you know, hiring coaches, things like that. But Matt, how are you feeding your mind? Um. I'm feeding it constantly. And I think that that's something that, you know, once you start, once you start on getting some positive momentum Mm -hmm. in life and business in general, like I feel like I can't get enough. And, you know, I think it starts small where it's like, okay, I started listening to 15 minutes a day of a podcast or I started. And now it's just like, I can't wait to walk outside of my office. because I know I'm listening to a podcast. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to get in my car and I've got an appointment that's 40 minutes away, that's great. I'll be able to listen to 40 of the 60-minute podcast, which I know is going to be packed full of gold. And um, so I'm not – I love to – I love the knowledge that comes Mm -hmm. out of books. I'm not a great reader. So my Audible account, which uploads – you know, I get two books per month Mm -hmm. um, to listen to. I'm I'm constantly looking for recommendations, and most of them are self-development. Some are business. 
Um, one I'm reading right now is called Atomic Habits. Oh, yeah. And that one is really, really good because mm-hmm. it just, uh, it's cool. I just started it, so I don't have a lot of, okay. you know, stuff to talk about. But, Very cool. um, you know, one of, one of the favorite quotes I have up in my office from the very start, I'll probably butcher it. No, um, no, you're good. You're good. I, <laughs> I haven't looked at it, but it's, but it's Jim, Jim Rohn mm-hmm. who said, rarely will your level, rarely will your level of success outpace your level of self-improvement. Something oh, like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, sure. Which basically says, and, and I think from the very beginning, I was like this, where like, I'm trying to improve as a human being. I'm trying mm-hmm. to improve myself in turn my mortgage business is going to thrive and i think a lot of times you know people get so focused on like i need this specific skill because it's going to turn into dollars in this business Mm -hmm. what what most people would find more success in is like hey level up and be the best gosh darn human being you can be Mm -hmm. and in turn you're going to be better at a lot of stuff you're better at family you're gonna be better at business and, and so back to your question about, you know, what I'm feeding is, is, mm-hmm. is podcasts, audio books, um, mostly self-development stuff okay. because I like that stuff a lot. Yeah. Um, and you know, I feel like I'm, I'm such a believer in all the self-development stuff because I've seen personal transformation, right. You know, I've, you know, for, to, to be completely honest, I'm, a completely different human being than I was 10 years ago. Right. I'm proud to say that as you Um, should be though. I mean, yeah. And, and it's, and it's one of those things where, you know, anybody at any point can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. You want to get better at sewing, listen, read, take in sewing stuff. Mm -hmm. You'll get better at sewing. You want to get better at, you know, being a father, being a husband, there's good information out there on that. And so, you know, I, I really enjoy that. And I think somewhere out there, I read something about like the, the fulfillment you get from growth. Mm. Like that's, that's why when you ever talk to somebody who's really like passionate about what they're doing and business, whatever, you know, the thought of retiring like scares them. Right. Because like I'm the most alive when I'm growing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a, it's a number of different ways. It's not just like I'm business minded, nothing else matters. If right. I'm growing and I can see tweaks in like, I just learned a little thing on how to become a better dad. And like, mm. I'm doing this and this, and I've implemented this, like that's growth, right? Growth is, is fulfilling. And I think that that's what I'm most passionate about. Okay. It spills over into business, spills over into family, spills over into, mm. you know, real estate investing and hobbies and everything. Um, that's, yeah. that's, that's, just real quick, as I say, oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the other piece of, of content that I'm, I'm taking in a lot of is real estate investing because that's like a, 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 a passion and hobby, which, you know, leads to the financial security freedom that's, that's down the road for, for more of the fun, fun family stuff. Well, but that's just smart though, too. And, and, and being involved in your business and what you do, I mean, investing in what you know and who, you know, I think is, is crucially important. And, you know, most people would agree that real estate is a fantastic investment done the right way, um, you know, concerning the right markets, but no one has a crystal ball when recessions or depressions or anything happens, but you know, real estate, people need a place to live. So I, I think that there's, there's a ton of merit into that, but my, my big takeaway, and hopefully the audience is really getting this too, Matt is first of all, you're constantly learning. 
Um, and, and again, you address that you consume this information very well via audio format. So whether it's podcasts, whether it's audible, things like that, but you're consuming the information. But I want to say almost more importantly than you consuming it and making effort to listen to it is you're taking action upon it. So because we, we can listen to podcasts all day and, and go to sure. you know, speeches and, and, and be around entrepreneurs and, and very inspirational people. But if we don't do anything with it, then it's, it's almost a waste of time. So I, I yeah. think that you're, you're better off taking bits and pieces and chunks and then actually applying them to your life, whether it's personally or professionally, as you do, which I think is huge advice for anybody out there. Constantly learning, consume it the way you can, but then apply it um, and then see the results. Yeah, no, a hundred, a hundred percent. And what I'll even add to that yeah. is like consume it, act on it, do it, and then try to teach it because, Oof. yeah, because, because anybody knows that there's some saying somewhere that, you know, you you really learn well by teaching others. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you've consumed all this real estate investing, you know, knowledge, and then I've gone out and acted and invested myself and done it, you know, I'm learning as I'm listening, I'm learning more as I'm doing. But then if I've got clients who I'm actively engaged and teaching them how to do that, then I'm, re then it's really getting, you know, ingrained. Wow, so, man. yeah, yeah. I love that. That's so great. I like that too. It just came out of the blue. This is great. You mean, that, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's an episode just by itself. I mean, people mindset, thought process. <laughs> can we snip line. that? You got like a marketing team that can like snip that. And like we'll we'll have some... somebody snip it. We'll have somebody snip it. You gotta have like, you gotta, you gotta have a Gary V, <laughs> Gary V, like some, some camera guy or something. That's, that's a guy I've followed for a long time is Gary Vaynerchuk. And I got oh, to yeah. meet him last, last, uh, last month, October in Vegas. Love was it. at an event. And we got to do a little VIP meet and greet. That mm -hmm. guy's got some good stuff, man. I agree. You know, every time I get to engage with Gary, I, I think it, he's uh, obviously, um, he's polarizing. So you either like him or you don't. And for me in particular, everybody has their different vibe and, and different delivery. Some are fast, some are slow, some are loud, some are quiet. Um, at the end of the day, if you can weed through some of the F-bombs and things that are going along that way, uh, but listen to the core message. Yeah, there's so much knowledge in that man and there's just so much. So I'm a fan too, personally. I agree with you there. But I mm -hmm. think that there's always people that we should look at to emulate, to take ideas and, and not to look at them like, well, I wouldn't do that. Let's not focus on the negative. Focus on what bits and pieces you can learn from everybody as we kind of discussed earlier. Yeah. And what can we apply to our own lives to make us the greatest version of ourselves, as you said, right? Yeah, just that's something real important and just a quick piece of advice on that. Yeah. I mean, you talked earlier about mm -hmm. how, you know, I can network with other loan officers, best practices, how to get better in my business. That's exactly what I think the most important part of, you know, improving on your business is, is looking at other folks and going, they do that well. I think that would work well for me and my business. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if 90% of what they're doing, you don't agree with fine. That's but okay. that 10% you do do that. And like, I was sitting up on a panel in Vegas last week, and people asked, and I said, listen, do you the best way you can do you? Right. Because, you know, I'm just going to be me, do business how I want to do it. I'm going to take bits and pieces and things I learned along the way from how other people do business. But ultimately, I'm not going to be everyone's flavor. Okay. You know, some people are going to like me, love me and do business with me. Others aren't. And that's fine. But, you know, in the words of somebody out there, do you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, Matt. I mean, seriously, we go on and on. This is huge information. I mean, the takeaways were super great and applicable for obviously anybody in the mortgage industry, but the real estate world, entrepreneurs, business professionals, 
Uh, Matt, this has been just great when it comes down to takeaways and getting to know you better, which is really, really fantastic. But uh, only having two hiccups throughout the episode is pretty awesome. So again, everybody would apologize for the, the internet slumps. Well, but Hopefully, yeah, it's, it's got to provide so much value that it's worth like two little you it's know, just twice. It just happened. And they're less than five seconds. But you know, I always apologize for that because it's technology. But Matt, I do want to wrap this whole thing up with the final question when it comes down to it. Um, and it ends up being a quote or mantra that you live by that sums you up as a man, as a professional. What's that look like for you? What's that look like for Matt, the mortgage guy? Well, I, I think what I, I'm going to steal a little bit from Gary Vaynerchuk because I think he has said on numerous occasions, like what I want people to say during my eulogy. Mm -hmm. And I, I had a really cool moment last week in my LATIP group where um, LATIP is like a networking group where, you know, real estate agent, financial advisor, lawyers, 30 professionals get together, share business and whatnot. And, you know, and so I'm in the group and we're sharing, uh, you know, rather than promote our own business, it's like, hey, you got to promote somebody else's business in the group. And somebody said, hey, I went and I talked to people in the real estate community around Sacramento and I asked them about Matt. And he came back with like, great guy, really knows his stuff, really cool guy. And, and he had five or six people that said similar things. And like, I think ultimately that's what I want to strive towards is knowing that, you know, like I said, most importantly, wife and kids and immediate family, but then anybody who I came in contact with on this wonderful journey, which didn't end at 31, right. knock on, you know, it, it continued is that, you know, really good guy. And, mm -hmm. and that's, that's, that's just how I've been living my life. It's worked well for me. You know, when I say live my life, you know, it's, it's probably more so in the last eight than the first 31, but, wow. um, you know, no specific quote, but just live in your life to where, you know, you're making a positive impact on everybody who you come in contact with. And I love it that. makes it, in my opinion, more fun, more enjoyable. So yeah. that's, that's it. I think I didn't mean to get all mushy during this thing, but I no, guess no, Matt, that, was, down. that was really good. And again, showing, showing who you are as a person and a professional and showing those, um, <laughs> The, those intimate or softer portions, I think are important because we're all oh, human. Oh no, it, did, did we almost make it through? Hold on, Matt, you there? I think we're still live. So Matt's feed is just gonna cut right back off and right back on. I think he's gonna jump on. So everybody, we're just about to wrap everything up. So please stay tuned. All right, check a few things here. Okay. Matt, you're back. Yes, sir. This is perfect. We're just about to finish up. So this is perfect. Okay. Now, yeah. and, and as far as far as what you said, um, I, I think you being honest and open and showing your that you're a human and, and again, doing everything that you've accomplished and with your reputation and, and, and just really, really that shining light and beacon into the to the real estate industry and the mortgage industry. These are the professionals that people need to look at Matt. So again, I'm just, it's been an honor to have you on the show and the amount of information and knowledge has been impeccable. So I, I don't want to thank you again, but you are an official real estate Titan, my friend. So nice. I really you appreciate so you having me on, man. It was, it was, it was fun. And it's yeah. like, you know, 
it's it's so cool to just have like a conversation for an hour and it flows to where you're like oh my gosh it's already been an hour we're already done with this thing but, <laughs> you're like wait you a minute and I, I think that's cool that, that's really the whole point is really just to inspire people and motivate people and again give them tools and tactics and Matt you've done that and then some so again the honor is all mine and hopefully everybody appreciates that but I just want to wish everybody a uh, happy Thanksgiving because uh, that's in a few days. So it, it is a great time for everybody to reflect on their family and, and things that they're thankful for. So I'm thankful for everybody, the love and support, the time and attention, um, you know, with Real Estate Titans. And again, if you like what we're doing here, uh, don't forget to like the Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, follow us on Instagram and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify and Google Podcasts. We're live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon, except for this upcoming Friday because it's right after Thanksgiving. Um, different Titan, a different location, and we'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care. Awesome.